Good afternoon. Welcome to our Friday edition of Coffee and Conversation. My name is Jeff Harris. I'm the superintendent for Del Norte County Unified School District and Del Norte County Office of Education. And in the time it takes us to kind of sit down and have a cup of coffee with a friend, talk about things that are interesting, relevant, new, um, we're going to have a conversation with some great folks here from our district, and, and we hope that uh, uh, you find them as fun, entertaining, and as valuable as, as, as I do. So today we want to welcome uh, Heather Rodriguez and Paul Winning, two of our transportation drivers. Um, oh, the stories they must have. So welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. It's an honor. Thank you for having us. Yeah, you say transportation drivers, we're school bus drivers. <laughs> I was going to say, well, and I, I'm going to go back really quick. Heather said, what an honor. I, I don't know, Heather. <laughs> Wait till we're done. Wait till we're done. <laughs> I feel like it is an honor, Jeff. Thank you. So, so I, you know, I was a teacher, um, still have my English credential, and I know that when I walked into a classroom and I had 35 kids in front of me, that was a challenge. How do you guys do it when you have 80 kids behind you? And just for folks that are listening in, how long have you been doing it? Well, I've been driving um, over five years. Um, I retired from another state job and just wanted to challenge myself and was like, what could I do part time? Hmm, maybe be a school bus driver. And there's a challenge for you. Who, where I previously worked, uh, I was maybe worried about them trying to uh, hurt me in a definitive way. I don't think any of these students are trying to do that. <laughs> so I was on a plus there. So uh, I think my previous uh, employment helps me to. Um, <clears throat> relax a little bit and be calm with the fact of what the chaos that's going on behind me. Yeah. And, uh, so, um, I'm, I'm enjoying, I want to be around young kids, people, you know, it keeps a person young as well. And, uh, and, um, moving a bus around takes skill. So I have a new skill now. So, um, that was part of my, motivation for doing it. And I wanted to help out the community too. Um, cause, uh, because I worked a previous state job, I can't work as a full-timer. So I'm a substitute. So I've driven now all of the buses. Um, I've driven all of the routes Mm -hmm. and I am pretty familiar with all of the students now that have been for the past five years, six, six years, um, getting transported to the schools and back home. So, and I do have to say, Paul, you know, you say that you're, that you're a substitute. I see you here more often than not. So I think we use you quite a bit. (laughs) Well, (laughs) the district is always needing bus drivers. Um, and there are routes that are empty and I've been doing it now for so long that I get first preference of picking (laughs) an empty route. And yes, that's what I've ended up doing. So we just love him so much. (laughs) Sub lives matter. So, Thanks, Heather. So, so Heather, how long have you been doing it? Uh, so I've been doing it going on, I think next year will be my fourth year. So three and a half years. Um, I, it's funny because I had never, it never crossed my mind to be a bus driver. I actually was working at, um, a restaurant and one day I was talking to my well boyfriend at the time, but husband now about changing careers and, 
he had seen, he drove by the fairgrounds and he had seen a school bus out there and he was like, Hey, uh, why don't you become a school bus driver? And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I went through all the testing and everything. And finally I got behind the wheel and I was definitely like, okay, am I really set out to do this? And then (laughs) I had a great, great driver instructor that had so much confidence in me. So I was like, all right, let's do this. And then I got my license and completed my first year, which, which was quite interesting. There was a couple fights on the bus and I was like, what did I get myself into? And then after that, I just kind of fell in love with it. Um, I fell in love with getting to know the kids and the students and just getting to to know them on a personal level and to understand them um, has been probably my favorite part about it. There's a lot of kids in the community that I feel need a lot of love and support. And I feel like when you're in their life as a role, as a school bus driver, you're important to them. They may never tell you that, but you are important to them. And so um, I just have really enjoyed that part. And like Paul said, you definitely get some new skills. I never thought that I would whip around a 40 foot bus like I do now, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do it. And um, it's fun. It's I, I joke all the time that I probably drive the bus better than I drive my car. So um, but yeah, so it's been fun. I'm glad that I'm here. Um There has been definitely challenges since I've been here. The most one probably was uh, special needs. Um, That's just a whole different era era for us. Like you, you think that driving 80 kids is wild. Driving 10 special needs kids with different kind of needs is probably more wild than that. Um, but it's fun. Um, I did that for a little bit last year and I just recently switched over to a gen ed route. Um, but last year there was some, you know, different challenges I didn't think that I was going to come across and I did. And I got to learn a lot about like autism and, uh, just different kind of things like that, which has been nice, but. Well, and you know, you, you bring up the fact that, that, um, really the impact that you guys have on kids, you know, and, and I have to tell you when, uh, we started PBIS here in the district or as, as we've had PBIS continue to go through, um, transportation and nutrition services have been lauded. I mean, heaped on praise with the work that you guys do with kids for PBIS, because it really is that positive behavior intervention and support. And I know a few years ago, the one thing we did was we kind of shifted the ability of relying on school sites to kind of reinforce your kids and allowing you to do that direct work with students. And, um, I think we saw some huge, huge, uh, changes in kids, right. And, and in, in the atmospheres on buses. I definitely would say so. Yeah. Um, when I used PBIS on my bus from my high schoolers last year as well, um, just the fact that they were earning rewards, um, it definitely, I felt like they just changed the disciplinary area for me. It was, it just became a lot easier once they figured out like, Oh, okay. You know, if I'm respectful, if I follow the rules, then I might have a chance to win something or get something in, in return. And I noticed when I handed them out that 
they really appreciated it and they enjoyed it and it made their day, you know, because some of the kids would never even have that privilege to even get a Dutch Bros card. So. So, Paul, you you do a lot of different routes. Correct. Yeah. So you you see kids from very young to older because and not always on the same bus, but because you do different things, right, for different schools. Correct. What um, what's your favorite age to drive? Oh, you know, I I can't really nail that for you because there's there's the differences in the ages. Um, Like, for example, I've been driving it long enough that um, there's a student that I would pick up when he was, um, I want to say, in the fifth grade, fourth grade, and he was a a little bit difficult to manage, mm-hmm. making him stay in his seat, stay buckled, et cetera, et cetera. But then as I've continued to drive, now he's in high school. I was like, wow, watch the mature mm-hmm. and how respectful he was when he'd get on the bus, call me by my name. I call him by his name. You know, we say hello. We talk a little bit about what we've been doing, what we do during the summers and that sort of stuff. So, you know, it, it's cool to be able to watch the kids grow up like that right. and change from being, you know, that one type of behavior and change into the the better behavior. And the PBIS is helping a lot as long as it's getting reinforced everywhere else, you know, it works really well. But um, I, I really can't give you a definitive because e- even the kindergartners, you know, it, it's so funny and cute to watch them and, and the things that come out of their heads and their mouths is sometimes <laughs> really hilarious as you're, you're remembering some as you're giggling right now. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, and then high schoolers, just the thoughts that they're having, you know, um, having a conversation with them and asking them, well, what are you going to do next? You know, when mm-hmm. you get out of high school and, and hearing their future, you know, goals and stuff like that, it, it's just cool. So the gamut is for me, you know, well, and, and, you know, and that's kind of cool to have that conversation because I don't, I don't really know if a lot of our parents, even though they've had their children on the buses for, for a long time, um, I don't really know how much they understand how much you guys actually talk to their kids, right? I mean, these are ongoing conversations. The, you, you're really developing relationships with students who, who ride your buses. Correct. And even though it's, only, it's not a lot of time, you know, it doesn't seem like it is. But I mean, it depends on like the, the students gets on at the at the school and then they're the last one to get off the bus right. and they happen to be sitting in a seat just a couple behind you where you can have a little bit of a conversation. Mm-hmm. You're having a 20 minute conversation sometimes, you know, and yeah. there's a lot of things you can learn and, and a lot of stuff that you can pass on. Um, there's um, another story of um, there was a, a high schooler who was she she used to sit further back but then she moved up and I noticed she was starting to sit just a couple of seats behind me and then she started asking me questions about driving mm-hmm. and so like at a particular intersection well why are you not going those cars all have their their blinkers on and I said no it's not safe I said they could change their mind and then they'd be hitting the side of the bus if I pulled out so it was like then she took her test. Now she's a driver. Oh, wow. And so, you know, it's like just those little tidbits. Right. You know, it's making me think I may have helped somebody. Right. You know, 
And that's kind of cool. Right. I've actually had students um, before, high schoolers students before tell me like, they get on the bus and it's funny because you'll, you'll see that like once they start warming up, if they sit in the back, they're like, nah, I don't really want anything to do with you. But like throughout the year, they'll kind of like a few of them, not all, they'll kind of edge their way up to the front. And if you just engage in a conversation with them, they'll be, they'll be so all for it. Like last year I had this kid and he was, he was a good kid, but the only reason why he got sat up front is because he got in trouble. And they, if you get in trouble, like, and they like to sit in the back, typically sitting in the front is like ultimate punishment. Like, Oh, I got to sit by the bus driver now. All my friends are back there. This is embarrassing. So he came up front and I just started asking him, you know, um, I'm just engaging with him and we just would chat. And then after his punishment time frame was up, he just ended up sitting up front every day. And then eventually all his friends came up front and he just told me, he was like, you know, I, I really like how you conversate with us. Like some bus drivers don't, you know, they don't talk to us. Um, thank you for talking to, to me and engaging with me. And I was like, you're welcome, dude. Like, of course, you know, and just for him to be so thankful of like someone is willing to listen to him or talk to him or engage with him. He just was so grateful. Well, and you know, and that really sets the tone for a lot of our kids days, right? I mean, you're the first school person that they see when yes. you pick them up and, and I've, I've driven some of the, or not driven the routes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you rode. can. <laughs> <laughs> I could not drive that 40 foot bus. I, I've ridden the routes. Um, and, and, you know, some of those kids get on the bus really early in the morning and they're, they do a phenomenal job of, of waiting through that whole time of all the stops and the anticipation of getting ready for school in a normal year, because this has been anything but normal. Right. But, um, uh, you know, and, and I think that's a that's a huge kind of a responsibility, but also a, a benefit of having having these kids. Right. Absolutely. Because yes. they're they're on there. They're they're there. Many of our kids crave different things you guys probably know. Our county has some of the highest rates of neglect, abuse, um, uh, foster and homeless placement in the state. And so our kids are starving for things. And I think it's great. I mean, it, it's a beautiful thing when you can make those connections. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. it is. Agreed. <clears throat> and I feel like, you know, and they want it too, you know, mm-hmm. they, they crave that. Like just, I've been on this Klamath route for like, well, for about a couple months or so. I don't know exactly. Um, and I have two students that I take up to Klamath and they're high schoolers. They go to sunset. And the first, the first month or so is kind of like, all right, do I trust you? Do I want to talk to you? Cause it's a whole different era for them. They're just different. You know, they, they have just different kind of personalities. And so we have, you know, this half hour drive, it could be silence or I can blast the radio, some 94.3. I mean, whatever yeah, we I've been decide. on your bus when you've been blasting the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> Those COVID songs. But um, and so this this kid, um, he just we just started conversating and he was just telling me about, you know, his whole background story, where he came from, um, why he ended up at Sunset and how much he's appreciating Sunset and what they're doing for him. And I just was 
I just was mesmerized by his story. I was like, I cannot believe this kid who is 17 years old has had the life that he has had that I could not even imagine how to deal with at his age. And he still gets up every day and goes to school every day. And he's starting to like enjoy school because of the people at Sunset have just opened that up for him. And he just is really really enjoying it. And my heart was just so heavy for him just hearing what he had been through. And it's just like, you really have to take that time to learn about your students and to engage because otherwise it's just, you know, another kid and you don't really know what they're going through. You don't know how their home life is if you don't talk with them and you don't know why they're angry or why they're frustrated when they get on the bus, you know, because you don't know what had happened before the bus. Mm -hmm. And so I just really appreciate that. And it's really amazing. It's actually pretty heartwarming. Yes, some of them, you can tell that they appreciate the regular schedule, the regular, you know, the buses are on time and it's there at this specific time. And then we get them to school at a specific time and then they know they're going to see us in the afternoon. You can tell the kids that really appreciate that. Yeah, Kane, Kane is starved for that, that routine, Con- that consistency. Yeah, yeah. that consistency. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> So, you know, kind of talking about getting to know your kids, though, you guys were also extremely instrumental. Uh, we, well, I'm not going to say extremely instrumental. There's no way we could have done what we did starting in March with like food deliveries and materials and supply deliveries without our drivers. Um, how, how did that really change your perspective or relationships or enhance your perspective or relationships with those families? That would be up to Heather to tell, because me being a sub, I didn't help out with the food delivery during that that time period because um, we were keeping the contract workers busy. Right. And but yes. but you but you are helping now though, right? I, I do help. I'm just now learning yeah. about doing the food delivery on on Fridays right. and when you know the days and and it is interesting to see. Um, I I. Um, can I tell a story? <laughs> I think I do it a little bit differently than the other drivers do because um, not all of the parents or families will like come right to the bus. They're like busy or they're because on for now when we're doing them, mm-hmm. the, the students are also um, actively online. On those online classes. They're online classes. Yeah. So how is it they're going to get to the bus to get the food? Right. So, well, the bus has been close enough that I just take the food to the door. I just go over to the house and I drop it, right, knowing that they can't come out there and, and pick it up from the bus right. door. So You're so great, Paul. I was going to say, I, do, do you have an mm. app, Paul, where they can schedule the delivery? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, they actually know what the schedule time oh, is. Okay. And they actually, they're looking out the window, you know, and they're just... They, they hold their laptop or their Chromebook and they're like, yeah, I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll just, I bring them the food. <laughs> That's my door dash. <laughs> Do you say leave a tip too, please? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> uh, well, but Heather, I mean, how, how did that, I mean, you went from driving a bus on Friday with kids thinking everything was going to be normal to Monday when all of a sudden you became a um, food lifeline, I mean, literally lifeline for families. We delivered close to a quarter million meals um, throughout the shutdown. And um, we were also delivering 
packets for kids from preschool through 12th grade. Um, when I was out there on a couple of different runs, we saw um, families stacked up who were trying to get food for, for their children because, I mean, Walmart had bare shelves, right? Yeah. How, how yeah. did that impact you and, and maybe some of your, your colleagues out there? Um, I feel like in the beginning, it well, it was just so different. You know, like you said, Friday, we we're like, OK, kids, have a great weekend. And then Monday was like, OK, there's no kids now. What are we going to do with all these lunches? So in the beginning, it was like, OK, trying to figure out how to navigate it for sure. And then it was like overwhelming how much families were like so in need of this, like for them, like there was there was a couple stops where there was like at least 50 people for their families there to get lunches. And it just was overwhelming just to see that. And for the young kids to be like, thank you so much. Like so happy when the bus pulls up because it's like, they didn't know what was going on, especially the younger ones. They were like, what, you know, we're not going to school and, but here's a school bus and we're not getting on. We're just getting something off of it. This is a different, you know, world for us, but it definitely was overwhelming for me. Um, I can't speak for everyone else, but, um, but it was, it was nice to see, you know, their faces and through the months of it too, it was just felt like, um, it just wasn't normal. Of course, COVID, you know, nothing is normal right now, but I blame everything on COVID. <laughs> That's uh, what well, you know, COVID, you know, COVID, COVID <laughs> happened and now, but anyway, so yeah, it was overwhelming to see, um, just how many families were in need. And I was so grateful to just be on the bus and be like, you know, helping these kids. Cause otherwise, if it wasn't for the nutrition services, there are so many kids out there that relied on the school lunches mm-hmm. and breakfasts just to eat and just to see those kids out there and you know, some of them may had said like, this is all, oh, you know, they get excited for it because you think that maybe that's the only meal that they had had that day or, or they're just overly excited because school lunch is the best. But, <laughs> um, I don't, yeah. So for them, it just was, it was a different experience, definitely a different experience. And kind of going back to what Paul said, you know, and what you were talking about a minute ago on the consistency and just that regularity, you know, that's the school bus is almost like an alarm clock that that is that visible reminder for our entire community that school's in session, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't really, I've got three clocks on my bus so I can make sure that I'm there at the right time. <laughs> so, well, and, and, you know, because I can tell you if I pull out of my driveway and I'm on time, I know where that bus is going to be. Right. <laughs> um, but, but I think we heard that from a lot of families is that one of the kind of emotional lifelines that their kids had during the facility shutdown was actually seeing that school bus drive up. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, just seeing it and having that conversation with our drivers and our nutrition services workers who run those buses too. Absolutely. Yeah. You could definitely tell on their faces, like the littlest ones, they, they show more expression um, than the older ones. But the littlest ones, they would just be like, oh, my, I'm so excited, like hands up, like smiling. And that just made your heart feel like, OK, I'm doing something for them. You know, this is the right thing. So. So, you know, having talked about what happened during the closure, how did it feel when you actually had students back on the bus um, for the first time this year? Well, for me, um, 
I was doing another job before um, we came back uh, in on October fifth, um, but the route that I'm driving, it, it was really cool. It was really interesting. Um, again, it was like even though some of the students I was picking up were um, students that I knew from previous years, mm-hmm. I was still having, we were still having that because of the COVID thing. We were still having that silent um, checking each other out sort of thing. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, like students normally do, they, they get a feel for a teacher, they get a feel for a person, they know right. what their okay things are that they can do, what they can't do. They were doing it again at the beginning of the school year. And then um, what was also interesting is that at the beginning, wasn't wasn't getting a lot of students riding. Um, it was pretty sparse. Mm-hmm. But as it's gone on, we're getting more, more and more students. Um, so... I, it's just, um, and it was also, it's also interesting. I, like I made a joke about it the other day when I came back in after the afternoon run, I said, okay, I guess the honeymoon's over because now the Crescent Elk students that I give a, a ride to, they're all starting to laugh and joke with each other and they're talking to each other and they're doing things that I'm now having to correct them on and say, <laughs> no, don't do that. Uh, you need to socially distant. Come on. I'm showing you where you were supposed to have been sitting. Right. You know, you're not supposed to. One sat down with another student and I said, I know that's not a family person. You need to get, oh, he's my brother. No, I know he's not. You need. So they're interacting with each other and it's good to see that they're getting um, more comfortable with being able to express themselves and do and relax yeah. and, and be themselves. Well, so because that isolation had to be, well, I was a middle school teacher and middle school principal. That isolation I think was hard on a lot of our kids. And I mean, we've got a lot of really, I think grim data that can show that. Um, and when they got back on your buses too, it wasn't just about them getting to know you or I think there was maybe that fear that they had heard throughout the whole COVID shutdown. And it wasn't just normal because they had hand sanitizer and masks they had to wear and they couldn't just get on. Right. Yeah. They've got a new routine they're having to learn. Um, Whereas, you know, previously they just get on the bus and they would find a place to sit. Now we have a pretty structured assigned seat Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, You know, they, they, go to the back of the bus when they first get on and they sit in what I refer to as a staggered, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it skips a seat. Um, some of them are having now as, um, like I said, they're starting to relax. Some of them are having a hard time to remember they've got to sit by the window. Right. Um, cause they're wanting to sit in the aisle seat so that they can socialize, socialize and talk to the person next to them, you right. know, and I'm having to remind him, no, we're still got to do the distancing thing, you know, and you need to sit by the window. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's been a, it's been a change. They're having to learn the new rules and, and they're not liking the little temperature gauge at all that <laughs> takes their temperature when they first get onto the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, and Heather, like we said, you, you went from having kids on a Friday to, delivering meals on Monday and how was it to have kids back on your bus after not having them on for so long? Um, it was, I feel like in the beginning, I was really excited to have, um, kids back, but I was like skeptical about how many were actually going to be on the bus and, um, whatnot, but I was pretty excited. I think I was more excited 
to see them than they were to see me because they were so like, you know, uh, this is scary, kind of like, okay, am I going to get COVID? What's the, you know, like Paul was saying, the whole structured routine. Um, in the beginning, I noticed a lot of them were like stressed out because it was so much that they had to remember. And I have high schooler kids. And so I can imagine how the little ones, you know, took it probably a lot more stressed out than, um, than the high schoolers, but just seeing them like when I'd open my doors, I'd have to put my hand out, be like, wait, stop. You can't get on yet. And they're just like confused, you know? And then I'm like, okay, you know, take your temperature. Where's your paper hand sanitizer me. And then we go through this whole routine of, okay, you sit by the window and they're just confused. They're just like, this is not normal. You know, I've been riding the bus for five years and this is not normal. So I think after the first month of doing it, they finally now have actually been getting into routine mm-hmm. and are starting to feel comfortable. They they know their expectation. They know what to do. And they're a lot more relaxed, you know. And I was actually talking to my student yesterday um, on the bus and I had said, what's one positive thing that you um, have enjoyed about riding the bus since COVID has happened? And he was like, probably the quietness. There's a lot less more kids there on my bus. There's about five. Um, and so prior he said that there was about 50. And so he was excited that it was just quiet and there wasn't screaming or yelling. Um, and then I asked him about the negative part and he had said, um, probably sitting next to the window was his, his negative because it, he didn't have room to stretch out his legs. Um, like in the aisle, you know, you, if you're a bit taller, um, Mm -hmm. for me personally, I don't mind if they just, you know, stretch their legs out. If, if no one's, you know, next to them or anything, just cause I know how, I know how uncomfortable it is. And so a 30 minute ride to Klamath, I'm like, yes, stretch your leg out, you know, but especially if you got the wheel well, yes, yes, that's terrible. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've actually been telling kids, you don't have to sit there. Come on, move up one. We're going to alter this a little bit so that the tall kid doesn't have to sit right there. Absolutely. Yes. Cause mm. that you're literally maybe like a kindergarten would be comfortable there, but anyone bigger than that, it's definitely uncomfortable. But just to hear him say that, I was just like, wow, you know, like it definitely is a change for them. And you don't think about how you don't think about their perspective of it until you engage in that, you know, to try to understand how they're feeling about it. So it was interesting. And I waited until after like the first couple of weeks. And then I started asking them at the um, in the afternoon when I'm picking them up. How was school? Are you guys glad that you're coming back to school? And the majority are. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm coming because I'm thinking they're missing that sh- social yeah. interaction. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, they're yeah. they're excited. They're yeah. happy that they're coming back, even if it's only a few of them at a time. Right. I know with my own kids, my own kids were like, yes, so excited. I never thought I'd see the day that they were so excited to be going to school. I was like, this is different. Last year was a struggle getting them to get up to go to school. And this year they're like, see you mom, I'm out the door. So it's definitely (laughs) different. Definitely was different in the beginning. Can I do a short PSA? Absolutely. What we were talking about just a second ago is the new rules for getting onto a bus. And what it made me um, think of is the fact that when we come to some stops, there may be more than one or two students are there and we're holding up traffic mm-hmm. and um, we're not doing it intentional. 
We're not doing it to make anyone angry. Sometimes it takes that student a while to get into their seat, to get seat belted. And uh, the way that I've worked on my bus is after they've got seated and they're secured in their seatbelt, they give me a thumbs up. Now, sometimes it, it, it could take a little bit longer because I've seen some exasperated looking faces um, <laughs> of the public because of that. And um, I've even had some interesting waves. Um, I'm not holding up traffic. <clears throat> I'm doing what is safe for the students that are on the bus and for the, the traffic as well. I'm doing what's safe. Right. So we have to wait until that student is seated and buckled. And then we're checking and making sure nobody's getting up. Nobody's moving around before we go and, and safely pull out into traffic. And I think even on top of that, a lot of our, a lot of our public may not be aware, but per public health orders from the state, um, that that safe entrance into the bus also goes back to there's a temperature check, there's the hand sanitizer, there is a new routine for seating on the bus, and then after all that, you're waiting for them to get to that seat and buckle in and everything yes, else, exactly. right? Exactly. And when yes. we got when we got multiple students having to go through that process, it takes longer. Mm -hmm. Yes, it so, takes a little bit longer. So, so, uh, so my advice to to folks would be kind of like I know when I pull out of my driveway, what time that bus is going to be there. Leave a little earlier. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> yes. Or or uh, my daughter, she would choose a different route. Right. She knew where the bus was going to be, what street it would be on. And she knew it didn't fail. She was always right behind the bus. So she said, I got to think of something else. <laughs> so she figured out a different route to drive. She she takes a little bit of a going around of, of the block, but. It gets her yeah. from we'll not call that being the scenic her. route. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We are not trying to make your day any worse or your morning. We're just trying to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? We are, we're well over time here, but this has been a great conversation. You know, I, I think just to kind of close things out, if there was one piece of advice that you could give to all of our students and all of our families that would make um, using our transportation services, being on your buses, interacting uh, with you even better. Because again, I have to tell you, I, I think if 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 we could find a venue to to nominate you as a state or national award winning transportation department, I would be the first one to put your name in because I don't. I've worked in six different districts. I've never seen a department work as well and as focused on what's best for kids um, as I've seen um, you folks do. But if you were to give one piece of advice to make that even better, what would that piece of advice be? To have your child respect the driver and follow those instructions. Um, the driver's got a lot of things that they're having to do. We're, we're having, we've got buttons to push. We've got, things to be looking out for and to have one additional thing like a student not wanting to be respectful and not doing the correct thing. Mm -hmm. That'd be in addition to that. And and it makes it more difficult to be safe for everybody. Yeah. So, and, and, and that can also be that, that barrier to a more positive relationship, right? Because when you have to redirect a, a child, then there, there could be that. And, and I know most of our kids are great. Most of our kids are extremely respectful. Most yes. of our kids do yes, what they're they asked. Are. Absolutely. Um, but still, you know, if you, even that redirection sometimes, because we talked earlier about kids who need that reinforcement, who need that relationship, 
that can be a little bit of a, of a barrier. So thank you for that. Um, so Heather, Paul, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> was, was it still an honor, Heather? It is still an honor, Jeff. Absolutely. Fabulous. <laughs> so, um, again, thank you for all you guys do. And, um, we look forward to seeing you out there on the road. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Be safe. 